whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. Bobby Scott! At the good old hockey game. Oh, good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. All right, this is going to be fun. It's always fun. We love doing this show. The show is Vegas Hockey Holland. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, all things NHL, Golden Knights. Playoffs are ready to roll. Golden Knights, Sharks tonight. Milton the Chuck between the pipes. But it all comes down to what does L.A. do at Colorado? So, that being the case, we turn to a dear friend who knows about the Kings. Demeanor, who's playing? Do they have a shot? I'm all for bringing our dear friend in. Our dear friend will be with us momentarily. Who knows all things hockey. Quinn got fired this morning. We can talk to him about that. Adams addressed the media, putting a Band-Aid on a head wound we can talk in to him Buffalo. About Odds are up on where Eichel's going. Yes, there are. I didn't see the Sabres on the list. Uh, no, they were not included. <laughs> the Rangers are the favorite at 5-2. to two Yeah, Dennis, Dennis's Kings are second choice. Okay. No, I, I saw the Bruins on there as well. You know and I know. And I'm telling you right now. All right? I want Vegas fans, you know, go nuts. Fine. It's my team. But I ain't giving this guy away. It would be... Carlson, Krebs, don't shake your head. I'm not done. I'm not even close to no, being done. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, how can we? The, the, we? How can the Knights afford him? There are, well, Carlson's five million. Okay. you'll get there. Don't yeah. worry, you'll, okay. you'll get there. Right. It's gonna hurt though. Well, I wouldn't do it. If you I, wouldn't do it already with what I just said. No, I would not do. It. I don't. You're crazy. You're not. I don't. I, I don't want Eichel here. All right. Sorry, sorry. Well, sorry. the only reason you wouldn't want him here injuries is if you if you're worried that he's damaged goods. Yes, they're lining up. They'll line up to get him once it's proven he's healthy. That's, that's fine. Someone else can have him. But you know Vegas is always in well, on the big fish. Of course they are. Well, you know they are. I know they are. So knowing they are, uh-huh. Carlson, Krebs, first rounders mean nothing because Vegas is always at the bottom Correct. of the barrel. You, you want to you want to pay? You want to pay to Piper? No, I don't. I just well, said just, that. Well, it's Carlson, Krebs, and Duck. <laughs> That's the starting point. And if you, I'm just telling you. That, that's fine, and and the, and they'll probably inquire and sniff around and maybe think about it. And I just I, the best thing Vegas good. ever did was not get not Eric Carlson. Get Carlson, correct. So that's, I'm just saying, but that's the kind of stuff you're being you're being. Well, what do you hear? Dennis is going to throw at me as a Kings guy. I I, I still don't like that, and and, and there's nothing against Petrangelo. I don't like the deal. I you, know you I, gave that guy way too much money at the end of his career. It's gonna you're gonna pay for that down the road. Well, I, yeah, yeah, as great as it is, I, the Stone thing on the back end of the Stone thing. I, I'll I'll take that. Stone Stone's playing way better than than Petrangelo right now. Today, I, I, okay, that's fine. I'll I'll deal with. It. I don't. That's not a bad deal to me. The other the other thing that I do not get is is why they gave Leonard the contract. Who are they, who were they bidding against? 
<laughs> we, that's why I love the show. We're never short on topics. In a past life, he was himself. If opportunity knocks and he's not home, opportunity waits. He gave his father the talk. He is the most interesting man in hockey. You know how big this guy is now? Oh, he's big. Yeah, no, well, he's big. That usually I have to call the Malibu operator, you know, track him down. Wow. And But now he's got the Dennis Bernstein Memorial Air Traffic Control Center. Like, he's landing small planes with the studio he's got now. I go to call him, and he's like, he's sitting there. He called me. How about that? Maybe I maybe I I know I've I've made it. Dennis Bernstein's calling me. What's up, man? Yeah, we got a great new uh, studio set up here with this beautiful uh, Shure microphone. It does uh, both USB and XLR. And uh, great debate by you and Stevie to start the show. Glad to be on with you. Well, I love yelling at Brian. It makes me feel good. Oh, it's part of our routine. You don't well. You don't drink coffee anymore, so I notice you yell a lot more. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow I got fired up here at the, <laughs> as, as we're heading into the playoffs, and everyone's injured, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. But, well, everyone's injured from everywhere. All, all hey, over so the no, I just, that's what I meant. Well, all over guys, the league. Oh yeah, but you were debating about the uh, Robin Leonard contract. Who are you protecting in the expansion draft? <sighs> that's a good question. That's a very good question, Dennis. <laughs> well, well, the the funny thing is. They would both be of massive. Well, wait a minute. Flurry's got the no move. No, he's got a limited no trade. He's yeah, got a limit, it's, well, it's ten teams. Is that right, Dennis? So they're both they're yeah. both sitting there. Well, no, they would. Gotta, no, no, they're not part of it. What are you talking about? They're not yeah. part of it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. They're not right. part of it. Yeah, you scared oh. me. I'm like my Come god. I'm, I'm sitting there going, crack going, crack. my god, what have we been doing the last seven months? We're idiots. No, no, no I'm on crack this morning. Okay. <laughs> I completely not, I'm, 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 I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, oh, by the way, the, yeah, the, the the the. All right, forget Tuck. They ain't gonna get Tuck. It could be Carlson, Krebs. I'd even take Dylan Ferguson a first. All right, we'll come back to no, that. No, no, I'm just so we got Dennis on the line. Dennis, right about the money though. That's not close to the money. Dennis, would would you do that deal for what what whatever Buffalo wants? Let's just speculate that it's reasonable. Would would you want Eichel on, on if you're uh, Kelly McCrimmon? Would you want Eichel? Well, forget on your forget team? Melanie, Kelly well, McCrimmon. Forget Dennis Bernstein. Dennis Bernstein. Okay. Your Dennis Bernstein yeah. is a general manager of a hockey team. You want to be the general manager of the Kings? I don't care. But you're the general manager. Yeah. Are you in on the discussion? Uh, the Kings? Yeah. They already had a discussion at the deadline. See, they've had a conversation. But here's the thing about. But do you Vegas do you agree or disagree that they should be in on it? Are you leery? Yes, they should be in on it. There you yeah. go. You know what? They're drawing 2,000 people there. Um, yep. I, I don't know if Quentin Byfield is going to be a superstar. It doesn't look like Gabe Velarde is going to be one. Not sure about Alex Turcotte. Yeah, of course you do. Here's the thing. About, this is what makes Jack so attractive. And I, I, I know about the injury stuff. And I went back to 2011 when Andre Kopitar broke his uh, leg, had l- a- ankle damage in his, l- in his ankle, ligament damage in his ankle, and they had to put rods in his leg. He turned out all right. So if he's healthy, here's the thing about Jack, guys. You only have a five-year commitment with Jack, and then he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in the prime career. 
Like, so anybody, look, there's a bunch of jabronis in L.A. telling me, oh, he's a bomb, da-da-da. They're idiots. The guy had an 82-point season. He scored 36 he was, goals a, last healthy season. If he's, hel- if he's healthy, if he's healthy, if, that, that, that is now a thing, if he's healthy, he is a contender for the heart. I mean, if he's healthy in, in playing up to speed. I mean, this was a dumpster fire. Look what Taylor Hall's – what do we – Stevie, what did yeah. I tell you? Yeah. I don't want Taylor Hall. Yeah. I don't want Taylor Hall. Well, look what Taylor Hall's doing with Boston. I mean, this whole thing there was a dumpster well, fire. They had the wrong coach. Yeah, yeah they had the wrong like- coach. Look at the kids in the last 20 games, 28 games, once Kruger got out of there. All of a sudden, these kids, and they thought they were dead in the water, these kids are showing signs of life. Okay, that, it's yeah. a train wreck. It's like, it's like when you go bowling, Right. You know, you ever draw the line and the the you know you you get the seven ten split. You draw the line on the score yeah. sheet and you start over. Right, you start over. Start over. Okay, but and, I will they, tell you this: it's there. about winning. It, it, but it's yeah. about winning, and we know that's the bottom line. But let me tell you something: selling tickets is a thing too. And as frustrated as I am and have been with this nightmare for a decade, I will tell you it was must see TV for me every night. To watch to see what that kid would do. Mm-hmm. He is entertainment. He is, but I will say this: but I think fans are going to show up in Buffalo, regardless. That's not the case in Los Angeles. Well, like that's no, that's what is, I mean. In other markets, yeah. you can sell tickets with a guy He's like a that. Star, like you can market around this play. Like, I, look, Gabe Velarde and you know Quentin Byfield might be as good as this guy, but this guy is elite at 24 years old. It, it, you know, the Kings fans' perception. Is this guy is twenty eight or twenty nine? You're getting him for his prime, and then he's a free agent, and you walk away at thirty if it doesn't work. It, it's the perfect acquisition, like to get this player who was on an eight year term for five years at ten million. Like you make that trade. I'm here. sorry, you figured it out. Here. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw it at you. You're the GM of the Kings, okay. right? And the Kings are very much in the hunt here. But if, if I'm, yep. I'm coming the other way at you, I don't know about Byfield, and I could be completely wrong. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. But I would say. Uh, I would want Turcot. Right. I would want Ayafalo, who would embrace it because mm-hmm. his dad has a bar in Orchard Park, uh, and that's his hometown. I want Turcot, Ayafalo, at least a one, if not two ones. But then to make the dollars work, they're dead. They need they need a goalie. You could throw quick at him. Mm. Yeah, I, I would. Do, those are all pieces that you could replace it. And people always talk about how great, you know, here's the thing, Brian, I, I constantly hear in Los Angeles about how great and how deep the King's prospect pool is. Yeah. And, and then in the same sentence, the same people say, I wouldn't trade my top two prospects for Byfield, uh, for, uh, for Eichel. Well, wait a minute. Don't you have a, don't you have eight or nine players in the pool? Like this is not the it, people say you wipe out the farm. I'm like, wait a minute. If you're telling me how deep it is and it's the best pool in the NHL, now you're gonna you can't now you're gonna wipe out the farm by trading two of them. Of course you make that deal. They were interested in Pierre Luc Dubois and had Columbus had a need for younger players as opposed to an established player like Patrick Lane, they might have Dubois in LA. So yeah, they are interested in young, controllable talent. It's the smart thing to do. And there's a, a whole faction of Kings fans who murder me every day on Twitter about oh you're an idiot. Yeah. When you talk, they doubt first of all, they doubted that they had interest. And now, 
for weeks I've been reporting it, and then yesterday on Insider Training, Frank Saravelli saying, oh, yeah, they talked, and they talked to the trade deadline. Now there's a lot of quiet people. Now there's crickets on my Twitter feed. Okay. I'll give you the trade. Yeah, I'll give you the trade. Well, wait, wait a minute. Okay. One, one second. Before you give me the trade, to answer those people when they talk about prospects, prospects are all well and good. How many of them actually pan out? And I will just tell you, as a frustrated Sabres fan, uh, they traded Braden McNabb. Okay? They traded Braden mm-hmm. McNabb, Jonathan Parker, and two second-round picks to the L.A. Kings for two prospects. One was Nick DeLaurier, who's with the Ducks, yeah. and he's a physical fourth-line guy. He's a nothing. He's a, you know, whatever. He's an honest hockey player. But the guy that was the centerpiece of the deal was his kid Hudson Fashing, and he right. couldn't play in the ECHL today. Yep. So when you talk to and look what Braden McNabb's doing, and you got him right here. And and you're sitting there. What's the problem in Buffalo? No, no physicality, no heart. You're telling me Braden mm-hmm. McNabb should have been sent away for a guy that turned into a nothing yep. burger. Uh, that just you know, you got a, a fish rots from the head down, man. You need to know what you're doing at the top of the organizational chart. Yeah, and and people trumpeting that this is Gabe Velarde's breakthrough season and he's going to win the Calder. Like he didn't score for 23 games when they needed him to score. He didn't score for two months. Had they had a better offense, why don't they be in the postseason? But, but it didn't happen. So, so, so I'm uh, every time I'm trade. Give me the big trade that happened where you got back prospects and it didn't work from the, the, the team getting the best. Here's the thing, Brian. My old adage: you want to get the best player in the trade. Right? Look at Tyler Sagan going to Dallas. Right? Look at Joe Thornton going to to San Jose. Like it, it, it works in favor of the established player every time. Nobody uh-huh. blows up. It just it doesn't happen, right? But look, it, had it had these players already blown up, they would blow up at eighteen or nineteen, like Austin Matthews, like Connor McDavid. Like if you come in right off the bat and you make an impact, you're legit. You're a star. These players, Velarde, struggling big time here in Los Angeles. Quentin Byfield played six games, had one point. Right. So, so you for a guy who had. 36 or 38 goals in his last healthy season. He's one year removed from it. Yeah, I get the injury factor. You got to make sure that's right. But when I saw Jack on that conference call, he looked fine to me. So I, I don't know what's going on. All right. So what, sure what are you giving me? Lead. What are you giving okay. me? All right. Um, I'm giving you Byfield, Turcotte, uh, 20 next year's first and a second. I'm not giving this because if I give you this year's first. That's three top ten picks for Jack Eichel. I'm probably not doing that. So I would, I would give you. What do you um, got down the I, middle? I need something down the middle. I need a guy. I need a body. Well, Byfield's down the middle, and so's Turcotte. Turcotte plays center. You're getting two centers to go with your, to go with Dylan Cousins and to go with Middlestat. There you go. What about Iafalo? How do I get Iafalo out of here? Uh, well, then you can't have that pick. Then you can't have a first. Um, and I'm not when and or I, you know what I'd rather trade you Adrian Kempe, who's younger, 24 years old, and more affordable, two million dollars next year. How much does Wagner make? Oh yeah, Wagner. Yeah, Wagner's easy. I, I would move Wagner. That, that's that's not a problem. Put him in a deal you want him. Fine, no problem. You like Wagner over Kempe? Wagner's getting no, good speed. No, 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 no. Wagner's a fourth-line player. Wagner might wind up in Seattle. No, 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 no. I, I got to tell you. Hasn't, yeah, go ahead. What, I, what I've seen at Kempe, I kind of like. I, I, I like he, he'll, he'll stick his nose in there. He's a little physical. I kind of like him. Here's the thing with, with um, Wagner. Arguably the fastest guy in the L.A. roster. Cannot finish. Just, just Yeah, I've finish. noticed that in the, in the games if against he, the, if he had the Knights. 
if he had gave Velarde's hands or or Velarde had Wagner's speed, you'd have a you'd have a superstar. Unfortunately, that there's their skills are on two different players. So yeah, Wagner is not. He's tried and tried and tried. They've tried him. He just is not productive. He's a fourth line player at this point in time. He cannot finish. So so look, if you want a, a defenseman, you could probably get Sean Walker, who just signed a deal. But um, look, the Kings have to be aggressive. They have to make the postseason next year. Right, this that would be the fourth year of Blake's regime. He's missed all three. I mean, he made it one year, and then they got swept by Vegas. The next last two seasons have not worked out well. They have to be aggressive. They probably need another defenseman. And although people say they need a sniper, when you you know some centers do snipe like like Jack Eichel snipes, right? It doesn't necessarily mean a left winger. So yeah, you you need it. You need you need a defenseman too. Uh, well, a top a top four. Okay, yeah. but then let's let's really. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We I'll really we really jazz this yeah. up and make it Eichel and wrist alignment, and then then now we're talking yeah. grenade I'll city. I'll tell you who gets. I'll tell you who gets the D. I'll tell you who gets Eichel. The team that takes Skinner's contract. Jeez. That would be the team that gets Jack Eichel. No one's taking that contract. Not at well, not at one hundred percent. Let's say you're offered. You say, hey, look, well, here's the deal, and we'll take Skinner at fifty percent. Well, here, here's the rub, you know. They, they're down to next to no scouts, and clearly they don't have scouts because yeah. they gave Cody Eakin right. $2.75 million. Right, and, exactly. and you're And you're trying to start a future over, and you're saddled with Colin Miller, Eakin, and Akposo again next year. Yep. You're going nowhere fast. <laughs> yep. So, And that's the problem with, with having a guy like Carmen. The only, the only per player personnel persons in there is Carmanos, and his track record, to be frank, isn't the greatest. But the one saving grace is... Look, they played better under Don Granado. If you watch that press conference this morning, Don Granado was fantastic. He was great. He gave great answers. Unlike the general manager, who used a lot of words and said nothing. He said absolutely, positively nothing. Well, that means he's learning the job. That's what GMs do. <laughs> it's coach. I know, but the problem is it was up against Don Granado, who was very transparent, very honest and open. Right? The, the, the thing is, look. The, the, it's not even Jack Eichel, though, right? If you saw those interviews with Ristolano says, I don't care if I uh, say no. I don't. Sam Reinhardt, Reinhardt was like he was he, check into a clinic, ran, right? he, I mean, Sam Reinhardt looked like literally he, he was about to get waterboarded. And he scored 25 goals in yeah. 54 games. He had a good season, right? But look, down the middle, middle stat, Cousins, like that's that's the start of something good. If you And you trade Jack for two, at least one young center, maybe two. Then you got like it's not even like you, why you don't use the word rebuild in Buffalo is beyond me. You finished thirty first, like yeah, okay, like that's a rebuild. I'm sorry, but um, yeah. And look, when when Jack comes on and says what he said, and you asked me what the the odds were because they post odds about him, you know, his next team, like, and I asked the book. Like bet online AG, like what's the price? And they wouldn't give me one. He goes, "There's not, there's no present price on Jack Eichel staying in Buffalo, because when you go in front of the media and you talk the way you talked, and there were so many eyes and hardly any wheeze, then you have to move on from the player. I, I know there's a, there's some convention that says like keep him for one more year, build up the market. I'm sorry, it sends the wrong signal for a guy to go on there, say there's a disconnect, complain about his medical coverage, all this different stuff, and to keep him on the team. No." Call up the interested party. Say I'm making a I'm making a deal the day after the draft, and give me your best offer, and then move on. I, I swear to you, Steve. The, the only reason Vegas is always in on the big thing. Mm -hmm. We let's see how this ends. Let's see how this season ends. No, no, no. What? 
Theoretically, you're right. If if this if this season if this season if this say they say they spit the bit in the first round. Now you're sitting there with this core, and you're like, well, I don't know. You know, what is McCrimmon, McPhee, et al.? What do they do? And here's the thing: they've got a core. They got got. I mean, they Foley will spend. We know that. And they're the only reason I'm saying this. They are always in, always, always in the big fish. Here's the thing. Here's here's the for. Like forever, I have been criticizing Chandler Stevenson. He's not a you know he's not a num- number one C. Let's see what happens. But if you project his numbers for an 82 game season, he's a, he's a 25 35 player, right now. Does that translate in the playoffs? And and to Stevie's question and to your question, I don't know. I'd have to see what happens in the postseason. If they go deep, if they go to a Cup final, if they get to the final four, then yeah. If they get banged out by Colorado in the second round and he doesn't produce, then, yeah, they're more likely to do it. It depends on the results of this team, Brian. And you know what, Dennis, You could, please do me a favor. I want you to speak to the people of Las Vegas, all right? And I mean this with all sincerity. They are a victim of insane expectations <laughs> because of the Candyland lollipops and rainbows first year everything changed free agents stone the whole nine yards they're a cup contender out of nowhere this is all anybody around here knows right right you've been around this game a lot of years i've been around this game far too many years all right the leafs haven't won a cup since 64 or whatever the hell it was the blues win their first cup after 50 years Sabres have never won it, and you don't ever take for granted that you're going to get back. And no. Foley wants to win yesterday. So, you know, the, these windows, you know, the, the Red Wings, believe me, are the anomaly of making the playoffs 25 years in a row. That's yeah. not the way this works. No, and not only that, Max is 32. You forget Smith and Marcus are worth 30. They're, on, they're going to be in the other three players on the others. Now, Max has had an exceptional season. I'm a big fan. I'm biased. Love Max. I, I knew he would produce here. Stone's only 28. But they're, they're, it's, yeah, the window, I have no problem, like, leveraging the future, right? Because you know what? You don't stop getting draft picks, right? Every year you do get draft picks. Every year there are free agents. Every year trades are made, right? So it's not preparatory. So I have no problem with this team being aggressive. And, and that, to me, I wish the team here in Los Angeles was as aggressive as the Golden Knights have been, right? And they have been, and you credit that, and you should you should revel in it. Now, if they don't make the post – if they don't go all the way, that's fine. You're in contention. You, you're not going to – look, the setup is rigged. You're not going to win every season. Only one team it, wins. Right, only one team wins, and how often do they repeat, right? They don't repeat here, so that's the issue. So the fact that you're in the conversation every year – be satisfied with that. Be you got a damn entertaining team here in this city. Like you should be, you should be embracing it and roll with the punches. If they don't go all the way, it's nobody's fault. It's the most difficult trophy in all of hockey to win. They try to make adjustments. They, they it, look, they swing big, and it's like you know Aaron Judge or do you call Stanton when you swing big, you hit a home run or you strike out, and that's what probably happens with this team, Ryan. Like they're either going to win it all. Or they're going to go down in flames because they don't have a good enough center at the you know, on the top line. 
that's the way it's going to lay up. So to answer your question, if that's the way it happens, B and not and, A. And in the, in the oh, by the way. Then you go for Jack, and, well, yeah, then the, you go for Jack And the oh, by the way is if they don't win, if they come up short, if you were to look at this team, I think you said it, Stevenson's a, you know, he's a fun player. He's fast. He's a difference maker. He fits on the line. But up and down the ladder, you know, you still got the Cody Glass thing. You're like, you're waiting on this, and you were hoping yeah. against Hope on Krebs, and the poor kid gets hurt. But if you're looking at depth down the middle or the difference this team needs down the middle, that's the, that's you, know, you got to give up something to get something. But all of a sudden, yeah. you've just taken down the middle to a completely different level, and you've changed the entire dynamic of the next five years, if not upgraded it, if, yeah, he, and, if and, he's and, healthy. Yeah. I'll give you another example of, of a team that always – like, look at Pittsburgh. Like, they're always leveraging the future because they have star players. Like, at some point, it might come back to bite them, but it hasn't because star players keep you in the conversation. That's what people fail to understand. Like, oh, you don't want to leverage your future. They've leveraged their future every year and leveraged it this year. I think they have one second-round pick. Do they care? No, because they're in the conversation and they're a contending team. Right, So I think that's it. It's not winning at all. It's being in the conversation. Is this team a serious threat to win? Yeah. Are they on next year? Yeah. If they don't win, could you make a change and bring in a legitimate 1C? You could. I agree with Stevie. Financially, I don't Look, Brian, here's the thing. Like, you're talking about making that move. The team played with 15 players the other night because they had salary cap issues. They played 10 and 5, so I'm not really sure they can do it. It would take a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of ingenious moves by this team, but I wouldn't sell well, short. Well, for starters, you don't, you know, down the road, for starters, you don't have $12 million worth of goaltenders. Yep. Right. I mean, it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. It's going to be it painful, but you weigh the pros. Do they outweigh the cons? That's all. Uh, could they go? Look, could they? Let's let's reset. Could they go and win a cup with what without one of those two goaltenders this season? Yeah. Could they have a one B or a, a two that played fifteen games and still be this contending team? Absolutely. It's a luxury that we're going to find out if they can afford or not. Did it cost them a championship? Did that seven million or five million on either one of those goalies could have got you a better number one center? Well, right? and the irony the of ironies, but they played good enough to win the game anyway. But the irony of ironies, the fact that they ended up where the cap and the combination of injuries at the absolute worst time on the night yep. they couldn't have it happen, came back yep. and bit them in the butt. The point is, yep. they played way well enough to win that game, but they got yes. beat by a goaltender. You know, I mean, yep. and then that happens. That's hockey. See, the, the other mitigating circumstance this year, because of the way the alignment is, Brian, remember, like, so if you get knocked out in the next round against Colorado, is, is that something where you want to tell, make a mulligan? Because if you look at the realignment next season, like, who's coming into the division, right? All the crappy Canadian teams, right? And Seattle, right? So if, if they had played to the alignment in the that they had last season, this season, Colorado wouldn't be in the mix. They'd be playing two. Dennis, you you know the hardest half of the battle. I say this all the time, and eight can be to one. The the battle, which is not even like something people even consider around here, is just get in, get in yeah. and take your shot. Well, yeah. in this it, division, it, yeah. Vegas is getting in for the next five years in their sleep. Uh, in the West, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This year, if they got knocked out by Colorado in a seven-game series, would people say, oh, the season was a failure if, the cap, if Colorado went on to win a cup? No, it was unfortunate because the way the alignment was. But next season, Ryan, see, that's, that's the argument against not doing it. It says, well, 
you look at the division next season, right? Edmonton's the biggest challenger. This team would beat Edmonton every time in a playoff series, probably in five, right? So, so there's an argument that even if they went out in the second round against Colorado because of the way the alignment is, that next season do you need to make that big move? No, when I look at the level of competition, I think the big move, Brian, would be at next, next season's deadline. Then you get a later yeah, but, land. But, but, but the other thing, and you can speak to this because people fall in love with guys, and I get that. But at the same time, and Stevie, you were talking about Stone and Petrangelo on the back end of the contract. You'll be shocked how fast time goes. Look in the mirror, pal. Look yep. at me. I mean, I'm aging right in front of you. But let me tell you something. This team's going to get old real fast. They already are. Yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah. I mean old. Uh, I, I mean, they're yeah. vet. No, this is a veteran team. I, I they're going to get old really fast. I, so the other thing about making a, a blockbuster a move like that, you got younger. You could because yeah. if you bring a ten million dollar guy in like Eichel, then you've got to supplant him with younger guys who don't make as much. So you get right. a you would get a superstar. And you then whatever deals you'd cut, you'd bring a youngish or a younger supporting cast in, which bleeds the window out further. Dennis, is that a realistic yeah. way to look at it? It's a realistic way to. I'm a little less concerned about age because you look. What's the end of this team? They're big. They're heavy. They pound you. In, this is not Colorado, right? That that's you know fancy free skating team. Um, so I'm less. I think one more or two more seasons with it. Stevie's right though. When the wagon when the wagon breaks. It's going to break big time. All four wheels are going to fall off at once, right? They're going to go from a 110-point team to maybe 85. Like, I'm not sure when that is. I don't think it's next season. But, again, you look at the age of the impact players, and you look at a guy like, you know, look, right now, Marty's hurt, right? And he's 33 years old, and he's unrestricted at the end of the year. And he's been a major pivotal player for this, you know, plus 26, 32 points. I think the best defenseman on the team this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so – so yeah, there is there there is a like they're right in the sweet spot. The window's open. It's not closing anytime soon. Like like Pittsburgh to me, Pittsburgh's window's closing much sooner. I thought it was closed they, this year. I mean, listen, Hex, so Hextall and Burke, <laughs> hats off. They trade for Jeff Carter. He scores nine goals. Come on. Well, yeah, really? but if you if you can sign up to play the Sabers every night, he's that's a, true. It, <laughs> all right. So the big question we have for you. The yes. Kings playing the Avs. The mm-hmm. Avs are minus 350. That was uh, McKin- now McKinnon's yeah. not playing. We know the drill here. Territorially, there's no reason that Colorado's not all over these guys tonight. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is Peterson is ca- more than capable. It is, can Peterson steal one of these two? Uh, d- does Can the Kings – the answer, can, yeah. of course, anybody – can, but do you see the Kings winning one of these two? I don't. Okay, I'll give you the bad news and the not-so-bad news. The bad news, the Kings are 1-5 against the Avalanche this year. Now, the not-so-bad news is three one-goal losses, one game they lost 2 nothing, and one of the goals was an empty net goal. They play this team tight. They play them close, so I think that's what you get at this point in time. Can they do it? Yeah. Have they done it? No, because when you need a goal in a big spot, who scores it? Colorado, because they're the far better team, right? There's no, you know, it's it's three steps up in class for Los Angeles. But when I look at the games, they're all closely contested. They haven't been blown out. One game, 4-1, they were kind of blown out. The rest of the games, if you look at the results, Brian, they're close games. So could they do it? Yeah. Do I expect them to do it? 
No, I don't. I really don't. I think there's not much. For their top-line players like Dowdy and Kopitar, IFL, there's really nothing to play for. It's the younger kids that are playing for more time and position on the depth chart next season. So um, there's a reason that price is what it is tonight. I get what you're saying, uh, Dennis. Does McKinnon not being in there, how, how big a factor is that? And do the Kings know what this game means uh, you know, in the NHL overall? Do, do they and you said that they have played yeah. them close. Do, is there a little you know starch in their shorts? Do they kind of do they step up here? I, I don't think so. I, look, Tom McClellan said all the right things uh, this morning in his uh, availability that they understand this is an important game for Colorado. But you know, it, 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 Steve, it's not about that. It's just that the Kings are so anemic offensively at this point. Like they've got basically one line. Dustin Brown, a leading a goal scorer, is out with an injury he's done for the season they they don't have a second unit power play so i i think that given the importance of the game to colorado and the ability to win the division and and not you know to be honest with you i get why they're sitting out mckinnon because i'll submit to you there's not that much difference between minnesota and st st louis because the way st louis has been playing specifically ryan o'reilly and bennington like they're not going to be the easy bargain they were going to be like six weeks ago so do I think that Colorado could the Kings win one of these games? They could. They need. Is, let me ask one, you: Is is yeah. quick is quick okay? Uh, no, he's not okay. It's he's not he's he's injured. If they play, that's the other thing. If they so, don't play, yeah, Cal back to back. This this the other goalie is going to be Troy Grosnick. Well, here here was here was my question: Would they have been better served to play Grossman tonight? And then throw Peterson at them on back-to-back nights, where maybe Grubauer's a little winded. With, I mean, yeah. No, I think he goes with Cal. I, I, I think from a meaning, from a meaningless standpoint, tomorrow night's even more meaningless. It's the last game of the season. Like that's the guy. That's the game that if nobody got, if you want to play a player in their first NHL game, you put them in that game. So no, I, I think he goes with Cal. Plus Cal had rest, right? The last game they played was Saturday. So um, Cal, you're going to go with Cal. And I assume you throw Grosnick a bone because Grosnick's been around. He's gone through waivers. He's driven back and forth. He's played one game this year. So I don't see the, the uh, I don't see the sense in playing Cal Peterson in back-to-back games here. The only thing that could happen, he could get hurt. And why would you want to do that? So my assumption is Peterson tonight, Grosnick tomorrow. If that's the case, then you know, as fans or Golden Knight fans better be rooting hard for Cal Peterson tonight. Dennis, I just one little bone to pick with you. St. Louis sure. and Minnesota, I, I think it is a little different now. I know St. Louis was coming on, they've been playing well, but they've got some injuries now on the back end in those bottom six that I, that I think could make a difference in the playoffs. Yeah, well, Stevie, they've been hurt all year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they've been, and despite the thing with that team, though, is they're resilient. The last thing you want to say about St. Louis is to write them off. That's the last thing you want to do because how many times in 2019 were they written off? Right? Ten times? Right? And they always seem to bounce back. So, look, they are playing better. They've only won, lost one of the last ten in regulation. They're not going to be. The, the thing about St. Louis, though, they stink at home. They're no good. They're terrible at home. They're under. They're ten, eleven, and five at home. So that maybe at the, for them, maybe it's better they go out on the road. They're a good road team. Yeah, is there is there a gap between Minnesota and St. Louis? Yes, yeah, statistically, there's 16 point difference between these two. But again, over the last month, St. Louis is better. Not saying that they're as good as Minnesota, but they've closed the gap. It's not like I'll give you an example, Stevie. It's not like Carolina playing Nashville in the Central, right? It's going to be. 
And for Vegas, if they do winding up winning up the division, I think it helps them to play St. Louis, right? Because it's a better prep for them if they play that team than a lesser team than if Arizona or LA made it. It's gonna it, it's gonna sharpen them a little bit more because it's not gonna be a situation where I think they're gonna walk. Look, if they walk over the Blues and win in five, it's gonna be great. But I think this is a more uh, a battle-tested team who best players are playing really, really well. I think, to me, that's the issue, is that Ron O'Reilly is playing at a consummate level. Bennington's back on his game. So there's going to be a challenge. I don't think an overwhelming challenge. Would I pick the Blues to beat Vegas if that's the way it laid up in the first round? I wouldn't do that. But it's not a huge chasm between the Wild and, and, Minnesota, uh, and St. Louis because, again, for all the great things Minnesota's done, like, what have they done in the postseason? There's a better pedigree in the postseason from St. Louis than, than Minnesota. But I credit the entire Minnesota organization from Billy Guerin and Dean Emerson on down. They've done a fantastic job. And as Vegas fans know, it's probably the one team you wouldn't want to face in the first round is Minnesota. Yeah, I would just – having watched St. Louis in the playoffs before, that, that bottom six has been really, really important when they've been good. And I just I get the feeling like they're a little nicked up there. I know, you know, O'Reilly and, and Bennington's been playing well and Perenko, that, that they'll all contribute. Um, and, and this is a – and you're right about the pedigree. But, man, this feels like a different Minnesota team to me. I mean, they just keep coming. I am so impressed with what Everson's done there. Oh, Stevie, they're a drastically different team. I, again, this is – it's my argument to people in Los Angeles that don't want to trade for a one-star player. Look what happened when you added Kaprizov. Look what happened. Totally different average, team. Average boring team is what they were. To the GM's own admission, they were average boring. One guy galvanized this whole team. You look at their centers, like Erickson Eck, uh, Victor Rask. Really? If you look at their centers, <laughs> there's no way they should be even close to Vegas or, or Colorado. Yet they are because one player came in, scored 27 goals. And don't talk to me about him being 24 years old and not shouldn't be winning the, 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 uh, the call there. He should absolutely win it. But when you look at their center depth to see what they're doing, Erickson Eck, Ryan Hartman, Victor Rask, and Nico Sturm, are you kidding? Like, that's their four centers right now. They traded away Eric Stahl. Like, so to, to see that and to see what they've evolved into, I think it's a, a really a testament to the organization, but more so just what one player can do to galvanize a team. Dennis, what the hell is the NHL doing? <laughs> I mean, seriously, with the, what, this, Van, this Vancouver-Calgary stuff. Look. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Let them finish their games. If they've got regional TV obligations and you don't want to cost them yeah. the money and you want integrity and they played 56 games and the numbers all add up and the, I, I get it but why are you dragging the other four participants who are in the playoffs down under the muck with you now what you're going to do is bring rink rust in on the front end you're going to jam back-to-back nights at them to catch up to the other series that have already started it's moronic I don't really have a response. I, I don't. Is that an agreement? I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know of a league that's ever started the postseason before the regular season ended. Either call the games off, do whatever you have to do. or Well, it's a it's pandemic. Of... Okay, we deal with it. But, but you, yeah, I get but, that. But the problem yeah. is you're, you're burning, you're burying these, these four teams that are, first of all, it's been an unlevel playing field. Those teams have traveled five times more than the rest of the league. So they've already gone through that with an unlevel playing field. Now they're going to be playing rink rust on the front end, cramming back-to-back games at them to catch up to the other series, and then the winner who gets out of there is going to get shipped off to God knows where to play. It's unbelievable. 
Well, hopefully they won't get shipped off. I, I think we might be in a place in, in late June where we can have cross-border travel, so I'm hoping for that. But, it, it, Brian, there's just a rush to finish the season. That's what it is. And, and create more space between this season and next season because we want to get back to 82 and we want to get back to an October, mid-October start. I, I think this is just a situation where the league wants to speed everything up to get to the postseason, uh, get to the postseason finish the season on time. Well, not on time, but as close as possible and just add a little bit more gap because, you know, what's come out, Brian, is that, you know, these guys need a break. You hear the reports like Carter Hart, I live by myself, you know, the isolation. Hey, everything Leonard said everything Leonard said three weeks ago, they hung that guy out to dry. We said it then, we had his back then, and then all, lo yeah. and behold, all these re- reduced protocols, and we said golf was a big thing to these guys. They actually put it in the verbiage so they could go out yep. and keep their sanity and go golfing. And nobody stuck up for Leonard. Nobody. No, but we, we love Robin. We have his back. Nobody said he's right. And look what happened. Right. Yeah, well, because of his history, and well, we don't have any sympathy for him because he denied uh, that deal when we announced it on the fourth period during the playoffs. So uh, that, that didn't really escape <laughs> from our end. But um, but yeah, no. It, it, so I, I can I, I think it's a situation where you just want it, to. It's tough. Look, the, pushing the the postponements really affected things, right? You thought they were going to try to finish this one on the seventh or the fifth, and now we're finishing it on that. That's a two week move. Like that's a lot of games to move, and and not only that, Brian. There's so the, the game tonight. That's an important game, Kings and Avalanche. So that's the situation with respect to moving, you know, moving the the, uh, the schedule. But I just think at this point, you just want to move it as fast as possible, get the season done, and get back to 82 with the new TV contracts coming in. All right, man. You are flat out money. You're the man. What's the deal? Are you are you, are you plotting a course to the final? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be at the final. We, depending on, like, we may, look, if Vegas is in the Final Four, I assume we'd be doing some coverage in Vegas for the Final Four. But, yes, we will be at the Stanley Cup Final regardless of where it is. And hopefully it's, well, I don't think the Leafs are getting in, so where it's going to be, if it's going to be in Carolina, Tampa, or wherever, New York. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, the plan is we'll do the Stanley Cup Final. We'll probably do some Sirius XM shows on site at the Cup Final. All right, I want you to know that uh, we're getting ready for your birthday party. Stevie went out and got candles, and I went and bought a propane torch. That's fantastic. Yeah, you're going to need it. It's going to be uh, <laughs> it'll probably be a half-hour cake ceremony with all the candles that are on there. So I um, <laughs> appreciate both of you guys showing up. We'll have some other friends from Vegas, some people from L.A. coming in, some family. So it's, uh, we expect about 35 or 40 people, believe it or not. I have that many friends. I, I couldn't believe it. What's your favorite adult, adult beverage? Um, anything that's legal. Okay. No, uh, I'm I'm more I'm more a clear, uh, uh, clear guy. So like vodka, vodka. tequila. All right. I'm not a scotch or bourbon guy. Okay. Well, I, I hope there's scotch and bourbon at the party because that's what I like. Oh, and, maybe. And, don't sweat it. All right. Full bar. And a, one and, a, and more. They got uh, a big. Uh, oh no, no, Stevie. Problem. Hey, Stevie's taking his party seriously. He scheduled a personality bypass next week. Oh no! <laughs> well, he asked to. The first four didn't take. Oh no, Dennis. So, the fourth period. Tell him where you are. All the goodies. Okay, online Twitter, Dennis TFP. The fourth period.com. I'll probably have a season-ending LA Kings uh, column. Sirius XM, the hot stove, 11 to 1 Eastern um, on Saturdays. And then every Friday from 5 to 6, I'm on with Steve Cooley's in the side discussion room on Sirius XM Channel 91. You going to snake Coolius across the border for this birthday party? Mm, I'd like to, but I, getting back into you should not get over. <laughs> well, hey, the weather's good. You can stay.
All right, man. Buddy, thank you for doing this. A great info. Always always appreciated. Our pal Dennis Bernstein at Dennis TFP on Twitter. Have a good day, bud. Thank you. BB and Stevie, thanks for the time. Always great talking to you. Thanks, Dennis. He's our man, our go-to man. From the Bernstein Broadcast Studio. The, the Bernstein Broadcast Network. All right. I like it. I'm still not. Hey, are you worried? I, I, real, are you real, worried? about good. Real quick on Eichel. I know he had the ankle injury and now the neck. Any other injuries? Yeah, he had a broken rib. He said he was playing with a busted rib in the beginning of the season. This year? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, he had a couple of high ankle sprains. The, the neck is the, the herniated disc. I, I, I get that. So... Part of my concern about... He's Eric- not fragile. I mean, he's had bad luck. All right. About- no, I think it's bad luck. He, 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 the high ankle sprain happened the one day, right the day before, the last practice before the start of a season. Okay. Then he got hurt again. You know, look, look, Alex Tuck, we see the same thing. How many, you know, he had bad luck, right? True. Look at look, Tuck's, Tuck's healthy now. Nobody's talking about Huck's, Tuck's injury. All right, but, but you're talking about a lot more dollars. You're talking about a lot better player. I'm just saying, ten million a year. I don't want the guy on the injured list. He's worth ten million a year. It's a bargain. I don't want him on the injured list the whole time that I'm paying him ten million dollars a year. It's my question. All right, are you afraid to walk to the car because you could get hit by a car in the parking lot? I'm not being paid ten million dollars a year. Not even close, buddy. You know, the way you walk around going through life, it's a miracle that Chinese rocket didn't fall down and hit you in the head. Who says it didn't? (laughs) (laughs) All right, good stuff. TC and Ballpark, the boys are coming up next.